You may have visited for their delicious restaurants, their booming nightlife, to shop at their fashion boutiques, or to take a historical tour of Philadelphia. One way or another, Old City Philadelphia has made a way into our lives. Being 75 acres that stretches from Penn's Landing to the Liberty Bell, all the way to the Benjamin Franklin Bridge, it's one of the most historic districts you can find and experience today. Despite its modernizations, you can still walk along cobblestone streets and experience Old City's charm. It's here where you can see the Independence Mall, the Liberty Bell. You can see the home of Betsy Ross, the woman who created the American flag. You can visit the Museum of American Revolution. The list truly goes on and on. It's the home of numerous historical figures. William Penn made himself established in Old City around the late 1600s. And in the late 1700s, there was Benjamin Franklin, living and working on the 300 block of Market Street. In more recent times, not too long ago in 2013, former Eagles coach Chip Kelly had a condo in Old City. And today, many current families continue to reside here as they have for the past few decades. They're notable for their loyalty and their long-lasting ties to the area. On Elfrith Alley is Sherry and Ted Watson, a couple who has lived there for 26 years. And if you think that's been a long time, then we should also give credit to Sue and Robert Kettle, a couple who has also resided in Elfrith Alley. They've lived there for the past 43 years, giving them seniority on the street. Old City Philadelphia holds great significance. Not only is it one of Philadelphia's first settlements, but you could say it's where America was born. It's the place where discussion of the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution was held, and it was soon to be adopted by the Founding Fathers. And like mentioned earlier, it's the area of Philadelphia in which the Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell reside. Old City has found a way to hold its historical roots, and it's safe to say it has deep connections with the founding of the city, as well as the founding of America. As time has gone on, this historic neighborhood, like many in Philadelphia, has been under pressure to develop, as well as to preserve its important buildings. Some buildings have become out of date in the eyes of many, while others will disagree with this. Some believe the neighborhood should embrace new features and attractions, while others don't want the neighborhood to lose its identity. It's been an ongoing conflict, so let's take a look at both the positives and the negatives when it comes to development, while also exploring how preserving the neighborhood itself might be a better option in the long run. Development is a natural part of life for any city, and the neighborhood of Old City in Philadelphia is no exception. The growing population in the city has led to the encouragement to embrace the future and to develop the neighborhoods. One project that started this process is Vision 2026, which started in June of 2015. This plan aims to improve the quality of living in Philadelphia in a process that is set to be completed in, ironically, 2026. In particular, Old City's improvements would aim to make the neighborhood more affordable and accessible for growing families looking to move to Philadelphia. As many residents of Old City are either long-lasting residents or temporary residents looking to rent apartments. The main issues the neighborhood faces at the moment is that it lacks single-family homes, high-costing apartments, no nearby grocery stores, and being very noisy due to the nearby highways. Many residents are looking to move out as a result, and many incoming residents of Philadelphia are reluctant to move there for all of its issues. 
This has led to many calling for the improvements to the area as well as it is at risk of declining in quality of living and drop in residency. With that being said, there have been many who do not want these changes to occur as they want their neighborhood to maintain its historical relevance. Due to the neighborhood's historical roots and deep ties to the founding of both Philadelphia and the United States, many residents fear that all this rapid development will decrease the value of Old City. They argue these advancements will hurt the neighborhood and force out current residents in favor of new ones. The city has deep ties to Philadelphia and the development and modernization of the neighborhood will cause it and other neighborhoods for that matter to lose their originality. Both arguments have validity in what they are saying, and it's important to listen to both sides of the discussion to figure out what the best steps are in moving forward. Now that we've gone into detail about the development of the city, why not talk about the residents who lived there when the neighborhood first became about in the early 1700s? For that, we'll turn it over to Sarah Catelli. Thanks, Matt. Philadelphia has had many important residents over time, but one worthy of being noted is Dr. Thomas Wine. Born on July 20, 1627 in Flintshire, he's known as one of the original settlers of Philadelphia, and is famous for being the personal physician of William Penn, whom he accompanied on the original journey to America. While he was born into the Protestant religion, he converted to Quaker when he married his wife, Martha Buttle, at the age of 28. After Martha died, he married Elizabeth Roden, who accompanied him on the journey to America. He was only in America for about nine years before going back to England with William Penn in 1684. But in those short nine years, he made quite the impact. In 1682, he served in the first Colonial Assembly. He also served as Speaker for the first two Pennsylvania Assemblies of the province in Philadelphia. In addition, Thomas Wine was involved in the monthly and quarterly meetings in Philadelphia, in which he helped find funding and began construction of the first Quaker Meeting House in Philly. Thomas died in 1692 and is currently buried at the Friends Meeting House at 4th and Arch Streets in Philadelphia. Another one of Philly's important historical figures is Lydia Dara. Born in 1729 in Dublin, Ireland, she is known today as the Philadelphia Quaker who became a Patriot spy during the American Revolution. She moved to Philadelphia with her husband a few years after their marriage in 1753. She was a midwife and had five children of her own, three sons and two daughters. In addition to her role as a mother, she also played a big role during the American Revolution when Lydia Dara acted as a loyal spy for Washington's army. In 1777, the British army marched into Philadelphia and set up camp in houses around the city. Coincidentally, British General Sir William Howe happened to set up directly across from Lydia Dara's home and even ordered they use her home for meetings. One of these meetings included one on December 2, 1777, where British officers discussed plans for a surprise December 4th attack on Washington's army at White Marsh. Lydia Dara was supposed to be in her bedroom, but instead was eavesdropping from a hidden spot in the meeting area. After the meeting, she received a pass to leave town from General Howe by saying she was going to get flour. Instead, she walked to the Rising Sun Tavern, a known Patriot message center, and informed an American officer she recognized. She sent the message warning Washington, which gave him enough time to prepare, win, and eventually take back Philadelphia. Many years later, it was Lydia's daughter, Anne, who shared her mother's story and solidified her name in the history of the Revolution. Now, she's buried at the Friends Arch Street Meeting House Burial Grounds in Philly, the same place as Dr. Thomas Wine. In June 2020, the Philadelphia Historical Commission approved the demolition of a centuries-old mercantile building at 107 Chestnut Street, 
after the owners, engineers, and the Department of Licenses and Inspections called the building unsafe. This demolition is one of several in recent years. The two buildings opposite this property were also torn down, just a few years before this, to make room for parking lots. This left many Philadelphians questioning if the pattern of demolition takes away from the beauty and history of the city. Paul Steinke, executive director of the Preservation Alliance of Greater Philadelphia, commented on the situation saying, quote, Old City, the neighborhood where our city began, is now pockmarketed with surface parking lots where historic buildings once stood. He feels that if demolition is bound to happen, it's important that the owner's feet are held to the fire to maintain a swift turnaround time on rebuilding a new attraction. It seems Steinke represents a long-standing push to preserve history and reject what some feel is unnecessary modernization. Historic preservation in the United States hasn't always been warmly embraced, though. There have been periods in history of divisiveness between preservationists and developers. Preservationists are often accused of being averse to growth, change, and progression. They were once viewed as elitists who wanted to preserve very narrow slices of American history. Today, however, preservationists have become more diverse and seek to preserve sites which hold social and cultural significance. Many now see preservation as a more green and earth-friendly approach to developing a neighborhood or society. Some benefits of historical preservation include decreased criminal activity, increased housing supply, better quality of life, increased pride in cultural assets and communities, improvement of physical appearance of neighborhoods, and more walkable and transit-friendly communities. While the push and pull between preservationists and developers will likely forge on, the history of Old City is one of the most prized elements of Philadelphia's culture, one that we should value and cherish. Old City Philadelphia is the foundation of our country. You can quite literally take a walk down memory lane and see how this place came to be. It holds empowering stories and memories for future generations to grasp. With all of its developments and modernizations over the years, the historic district has taken on new endeavors. It holds new adventures, new memories, and new lifestyles. But let's take a trip into the future. What would Old City be like in 2050? I truly hope it finds a way to bloom while continuing to hold its historic roots. The old characteristics are what gives the area its charm, and that feel paired with modern activities creates a vibrant space for people to gather together. In 2050, I have hope that the charming knacks of the cobblestone streets and the brick buildings will continue to be preserved and appreciated. The iconic sites of the Liberty Bell, the Independence Hall, Betsy Voss's home will continue to stand. There will likely be many more developments in terms of the businesses of restaurants, shops, museums, and hangout spots. Maybe an iconic corner store will be built, which only sells the best foods that have originated in Philadelphia. Cheesesteaks, hoagies, Twinkies, soft pretzels. Maybe Spruce Street Park will be revamped with brighter colors and cooler architecture, ultimately creating the place to be picnic spot where families can gather. As the district becomes even more enticing, naturally it seems that there will likely be developments of apartments for people to reside. I can imagine the buildings to be designed after the old brick buildings in efforts to preserve the old city's feel. 
Although foot traffic may increase, I hope for the sake of everyone's experience that Old City stays to be a place where walking trumps any other form of transportation. It's walking that allows people to be immersed in the Old City atmosphere, interact with loved ones, and create lasting memories they can take home with them. All in all, there is hope for Old City Philadelphia. The more time goes on, the more historic impact it holds. The draw to historic landmarks, as well as new modern hangouts, will provide a thriving hub for people to gather. No matter how much it grows, though, it will always be seen as the birthplace of America.